Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm still James. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> Damn By it. the way, who else would you be? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Seamus. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this episode shall be because things and stuff. Okay. I shall, <laughs> I shall explain why I'm a little messed up. Um, I, 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 <laughs> and I hope so. <laughs> so as, as, as a frame of reference, this is the second one Jody and I have recorded tonight. And in that one, I was drinking a very nice, strong uh, Imperial IPA. Uh-huh. Before that, though, before Jody and I even logged in to do our little recording stuff, I was doing, uh, like, getting my notes together for this episode, and in doing so, I thought, well, I should have a drink that matches it. Yeah. So before the 7.5% IPA, I had some moonshine. Oh. And I finished that pint of the IPA just a few minutes ago, and I'm having another dram of moonshine. <laughs> What kind of moonshine is it, you ask? I'll tell you. <laughs> it's it's Bear Trap, Indiana crafted whiskey from Bear Wallow Distillery down in Nashville, Indiana. Nice. Oh, it is. It's uh, 60%, 120 proof. How much? 120? 120 proof. It was the wow. whiskey they had there. And, and it is, I mean, it's moonshine. <laughs> Nice. Yep. <laughs> Why moonshine? I hear everybody asking. <laughs> yeah. Because we just recently finished, I did it, Jody recently finished editing some of our favorite beer episodes. And this one will actually come out before the episode I'm referencing. <laughs> of course it will. <laughs> <laughs> but we bring up, Jody brings up, my father and grandfather and uncle's prohibition beer recipe. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and Jody wanted to talk about it. And I thought... I did. I did, yes. <laughs> so I thought, this is perfect because in college, I had to do... I took a folklore class. And I had to go out for one of our projects and actually get folklore from friends or family or whatever. And my maternal grandparents are from Chicago and were there during Al Capone times. Yeah. So I went, I talked to him, and in case anybody thinks I'm full of crap when I read these off, you can actually go to the Indiana State University Folklore Archives, and you can Google search that, and it'll come up, and if you type in my last name, Slavin, it will bring up the dozen or so interviews I did. I, I actually went, I interviewed, I recorded it, and then had to transcribe, and you give the little, we were seated in the kitchen at their house in Clinton, Indiana, or Lyford, Indiana, or, or wherever. Yeah. And uh, since I did this over a quarter of a century ago, all those locations, since my grandparents have passed away and my parents have moved, will not help anybody in stealing identities. <laughs> so, you, you know, you can, I'm not overly concerned about that at this point. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably would have been like, well, I'm not telling you where it's at. Fuck off. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm quite exuberant. Because of the beer. I, I can I'm, tell. I'm fairly certain after my second dram of moonshine, I'll, I'll be like the episode I did where I was drinking whiskey and start getting rather snarky. <laughs> no. 
Not you. <laughs> oh, that's... Oof. Man. <coughs> Going from beer to moonshine. Oh, that reversed the old pipe. Ugh. Serves you right. So, I shall leave it up to Jody. I can give some of these little anecdotes. They're they're not very long. I'll pick and choose out of the dozen because some aren't really about moonshine or revenues or anything and, you know, stuff. And uh-huh. I have one or two little tidbits on Terre Haute because Terre Haute, Indiana, back in the day was known as Sin City. Yes, it was. And I would like to actually do a full episode or three on that and maybe do some Mafia, Capone, Dillinger type of episodes, possibly. That would be cool. Uh, but I just got a couple tidbits on there. And then I do have that prohibition beer recipe that I made that Jody's had. <laughs> I, I will leave it up to Jody on what you would like to end with. Uh, well, let's start with the anecdotes. Uh, I'm assuming that's where you go because talking about that beer I made last will make the episode fantastically humorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these aren't bad, and I'll stop after each one to see if you know Jody has anything yeah. to add or sound, you know sounds interesting or because we all know that Jody has to have no notes and anything I say he'll be like oh that reminds me of this one time yeah <laughs> yeah you grand bloody bastard yeah <laughs> all right so I took these notes in spring of 1995 so that's that's how old they are. Wow, those are ancient. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Capone's boys. It was all Capone back then. There were a few small-time bootleggers, but it was all Capone. He would have boys all over. There'd be a Boston Steiger. He'd be in charge of the boys in Steiger, but he would answer to Capone. There'd be the same with the other areas, like Chicago Heights, where your grandmother's from. And this, of course, is from my, my grandpa, Morgan. Okay. Uh, the, the next one is called Nice Gangsters. They were nice guys, the mobsters, you know. If you met one on the street, he would be just as nice as anyone else. They never bothered anyone unless you were in another gang. That's what all the stories were about. The only shootings that would happen happened between rivals, but they never shot at anybody else. The movies were all wrong. They were as nice as could be to people like us. Huh, cool. Yeah, you know, I've actually, uh, I've read that book, uh, Chicago, City of Big Shoulders, I think I've mentioned in an episode or two. Yeah. And and they actually mentioned that too. Like they were very nice. Sometimes they were Robin Hoodish, where you know they had a lot of money and they didn't mind ripping off people with money or the other rivals. But the poor people, they would go and give like they would help them with food and stuff. Huh. Of course, that was as much so then the people in the neighborhood wouldn't you know they were on their side. Sure. <laughs> Are you going to back up the police or the nice gangster down the way who actually fed your family last week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of family, uh-huh. it, it's it's very very shaky <laughs> to hear. Uh, but age limit, so you know, young, youngsters. That's that's where I'm going. Um, yeah. Still, my grandpa talking about age limit, and he said they wouldn't care how old you were. If you had the money, they would give you the booze. There was a legal limit, but during prohibition, it didn't matter. No, which makes sense because during prohibition there was no legal age limit because there was no legal alcohol, which it's funny because in Prohibition, it wasn't illegal to consume alcohol. It was only illegal to produce, sell, or distribute, travel. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going to get the booze to drink. Yeah. Ah, here we go. <laughs> this will match up with what I'm drinking. <laughs> in fact, you know what? 
I'm going to put the dram to my face real quick. Okay. Yeah, the second one's never as bad. <laughs> Probably because, like, my lord, it kills everything the first time. <laughs> I was, was going to say, by the time you get to the second one, you've, if you <sighs> survived the first one. <laughs> Drink mixes. You know how we mix the whiskey? Wine. The whiskey was really strong stuff and came in little bottles like pints. Anyway, we would mix it so it would cut down how strong it was, and so it would last longer, you know. So we would buy a gallon of wine and mix it together. <laughs> Wait, wasn't the wine illegal? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they probably went someplace and got the wine, too. <laughs> <sighs> you could smell it, the whiskey, from down the street. Everyone knew what it was. They would buy the house, you know, and not live in it. It would just have the still in the basement. It was always Capone's boys. They would just have the still in the basement, you know, and you could smell it down the block. <laughs> and and that's interesting. In the Terre Haute book I'm reading right now, they make a hypothesis that before Prohibition, basements were pretty much storage areas. You know, you had your water yeah. heater and you could put boxes of crap. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, I mean, this, of course, Capone and some of the bigger bootleggers would have production things. But uh, there'd be a lot of places that you just have enough for your own self. You would have your small yeah. little still and just enough for you and your family and maybe a few friends. And that would be in the basement to hide it from the revenuers, from the G-men. Mm -hmm. And the, the hypothesis is that that's where basement dens come from. People would start congregating in the basement to have their booze to keep it more hidden. And that's where you'd start to make things a little more comfortable. Uh, okay. I mean – I've, I've looked a little bit. I'm going to look more when we do more of these episodes. Found nothing about it, but, mm -hmm. you know, it makes logical sense at least. Yeah. But hey, you ready for the next one? Yes. All right. So this one is for my grandmother, okay. uh, Francis. There were stills in the house down the street. They mm -hmm. would set them up in the basement, and they would just be in there. One time down the street, the federal agents came in. They had these big steel axes. They went in the house and chopped up the stills. There's so much whiskey it flowed out of the house and down the gutters. It could fill alleyways. There was so much. So I've got a few of these from my father, too. But I think, instead of boring the fuck out of everybody, I will save those. Because, well, I, I like the stories, but, you know, I, I get why it can be boring just listening to them on a podcast. Yes. Ha, see, I'm already boring Jody. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I just I, I was agreeing with you. I could see why it would be that way. Hey, you bastard. So I, I'll save these for one of our future Prohibition episodes. Yeah. Ah, so you do want my one tidbit on uh, prostitution real quick? Sure. I, 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 before I say this would be a whole episode on its own, I don't mean personal experiences with prostitutes. That would be two episodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just in case we don't do any more of these, I want to say this because I was proud of myself when I found this. Do you know where the term red light comes from? vaguely but go ahead and explain it because our listeners might not they might not so new york used to be known as the greatest oyster city in the united states and even the world uh, of course this is coming from americans <laughs> uh and out of this came oyster. of course yeah right <laughs> and then out of this came oyster sellers yeah uh, so there were businesses usually a few steps below mm -hmm. street level that were advertised with an oyster balloon which were red muslin globes lit at night and these businesses sold oysters and rented prostitutes, hence the beginning of the red lights to denote ladies of the night. Nice. The earliest record of such use is from 1783, predating even the first use of the term red light district 
in an 1894 Sandusky <laughs> Register about the Old West's Red Light House Saloon in Dodge City, Kansas, because of the Dodge City stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you worked Sandusky in there again. I did. And that comes from the episode we just recorded. <laughs> yep. Hey, there's your hint as to what beer I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Thanks. Yeah, sure. No problem. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> I just come here to look pretty and remind you of stupid shit you've said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we don't have time for the stupid shit. <laughs> that, that, would, that, would, that would be an entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay me enough to tell you every time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay me. <laughs> that, that, that is still not enough. <laughs> There's no money involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I do it because I love to tell you how dumb you are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so this um, I was researching oyster yeah. houses because I, was, I love oysters and stuff, and I do folklore stuff too. Anyway, that's where I found that. You can have my oysters. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you eat those too. Oh, Guinness! Oh, I tell you what. Oh, it's a beautiful, gorgeous thing. See, ready to move on to the Slavin Prohibition beer recipe. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so my father as ready as I'm gonna be for that. <laughs> so my my father found this in his journal because he actually my dad's really good about keeping a diary journal thing and he has for years. Oh, and cool. So found this in a journal entry from May 27th, 1965. Says it was used by my grandfather, Paul Senior, my my dad's father during prohibition uh, and back okay. in the time my uh, grandparents my paternal grandparents lived in clinton indiana so th this would have been something he yeah. made and dad said he i've been there yeah just once or twice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh so they, he'd, he'd make it and take it around the neighborhood for a little extra cash and stuff yeah, cool and I, I i i'm torn i don't think i'm going to give out the actual specific recipe i'll just give the ingredients because this is a closely guarded family secret. Oh. Yeah, see. I'm well, gonna... then I'd leave I'd leave an ingredient out. Ooh, I'll do that. Or maybe they yeah, I'll I'll leave something out here. There you go. So what you do okay. is you take three pounds of malts and some hops. And back mm -hmm. in the day during prohibition, you could actually go to the store and get liquid malt, malted barley. And and you can still get it easily at homebrew shops now. I haven't seen it much in grocery stores quite as much but yeah, I, yeah grocery stores would actually have everything you need to make your own beer even if it's not the best beer which we'll talk about here Jeez, that's an understatement <laughs> um well I, I, back in the because that was the time when like um and actually maybe a little bit before that but uh malted milk yes which yeah. which wasn't i mean it wasn't alcoholic but uh, malted milk because that's where the the malted milk balls um Oh, what the fuck are they called? Uh, shit. Can't remember. I love them. I like malted milk balls, but I can't remember the name. Yeah, I remember. I was, I was like three or four. I, I uh, ate so many of those one night, I wound up throwing up in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of milk balls. Whoppers. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so, that's what those are made with, is, is malted milk. Yeah, and, and that's the difference between... Which is the uh, same malt as... Yeah. If you go to... Uh, Dairy Queen or someplace, a ice cream stop, you can get yeah. a milkshake or a malted. And yes. the only difference is that they add a little bit of dry malt 
or malt liquid into the milkshake and it gives it this extra like well i love i love malts instead of milkshakes but uh, you know i don't know that i've ever had one i need to find some place that actually does those but yes yes that, that is <laughs> what they would use the malted milk balls and malts at the the malt shop that's why they're called malt shops yeah uh, well the old 50s things so yeah so you take some malt go to the store several pounds of sugar a teaspoon of salt i'll tell you the teaspoon of salt you take a couple packages of dry yeast, so you're not using the nice yeast you get now at the homebrew shops. You're using dry baker yeast that you could get at the store for bread. So uh, that, that does give it a distinctly <laughs> different flavor. <laughs> so I, I have to ask. Well, no, I, I will. Okay, go ahead and finish what you're saying, and then I will ask my question. Okay, uh, then you take eight gallons of water. And I'll give you the amount of water because I haven't told you the, the rest of things. And then you heat those eight gallons to, to a nice temperature because that's when you put in the malt and the hops. And in current brewing, you'll actually add some hops at the beginning for, I, it's been actually, I've made mead mostly lately. It's been a few years since I've done beer, but I think the first hops are aroma, uh, no, bittering. The first are the bittering. The second are the aroma and the third are for the flavor, I think. But anyway, here you just add the hops for keeping it good you know yeah so, so it doesn't go bad yeah uh then you add in the sugar and the salt and then you let it cool a bit and put in the yeast and stir it in and for a little extra kick these weren't the ingredients i'm going to tell you one of the two ingredients and that is because i will bring this up in a future moonshine episode raisins because raisins. they would use raisins for some extra sugar and moonshine to give it a little oomph and okay. a little bit of flavor. Okay. So you put some raisins in and something else that I'm not going to say. Although Jody may slip later and that's totally cool. <laughs> no, I, I, will, I will try not to slip because it's the one ingredient that I remember <laughs> you telling me that this beer was made from. And actually, the, the favorite beers episode that this gets mentioned in, I think I did say it. So. That's okay. If somebody can match those up, more power to you. Yeah. Okay, so two questions. When, right. when you made this and I tried it, <laughs> did you use, did you use the, the, the yeast that it called for, or did you use actual the yeast that you would normally use for brewing beer? I used the dry bread yeast from the store and not a brewer's yeast. Okay. And you and Jody and, may be asking, uh, and I know you have another question, but I'll say I split up the batch and I made one. I'll, I'll give more directions in a minute. And I made one that way and I made one using modern equipment. So that okay. may be what you're thinking of. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, sorry, go ahead. Then my next question is, did you put the raisins in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the raisins okay, and so the, the raisins. other special ingredient were in everything. Okay, well, I knew the other special ingredient was in there. The raisins I wasn't <laughs> sure about. Oh, yeah, I put the raisins in. <laughs> Have you tried making this with the actual brewer's yeast? Uh, no, I have not because this first batch. It, because it, I'm, I'm guessing that 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 dry yeast that you use, the bread yeast that you used, probably the major problem. It was. It was. You know, actually, the two ingredients, the raisins and the other, actually helped. I think. <laughs> Well, here, I'm, I'm going to give some directions, and that'll give you an idea, and then, then we can okay. make fun of it. Uh, you put it all in, you put it in a bucket, you put a muslin bag over it, and you set it outside to cool off for 
up to 72 hours and uh, every day, half day, you'll go out and you'll skim the scum <laughs> off the top oh. of it. Oh, and, uh, yep, and then you'll add a bit of sugar right before you bottle it. And that, that does the bottle conditioning stuff. So I said, and uh, my dad's recipe actually says, put it somewhere where it can't hurt anything when it begins to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> he actually remembers my grandfather running back to his shed, trying to save beers as they're starting to pop all over. Oh man! <laughs> and oh. I always I learned from home brewers before I even did one, so I've never had that issue. I always leave a little bit of extra room at the top, like a little extra room even beyond what I probably need, just to make sure. Yeah, I'd rather have a little like eleven and a half ounces instead of twelve, and not have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he said it was hilarious because he would be running back and he'd hear bang, pow. <laughs> Or maybe it was my Uncle Paul. I don't know. That Between the two of them, one of them told me about that. Oh, that's it. funny. That's <laughs> funny. But yeah, so go ahead with your, your legalis with what you thought. Oh, God, that was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. You know, uh, I made we, we made fun of the one, the, the, the blueberry beer in that one episode. <laughs> oh, that was... That was horrible. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd rather have the blueberry beer. <laughs> now, I will say this. If you were to make this again, but you were to use the actual brewer's yeast, I would be willing to try it again. Well, you know, that that would make a big difference. The The malt, I, I got a liquid malt from a home brewer shop, a nice red, and that was good. I got hops from there. So, I mean, the sugar's a bit odd because I didn't use – the malt will, of course, give sugars, but I didn't use any yeah. specialty grain. So, the sugar was just to add a little bit of sugars and stuff. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would assume that the yeast would help, although the raisins and the other ingredients. <laughs> it was – wow. It wasn't real strong. I don't know what the ABV was on it. Uh, I've actually got my note here, 4.1, 4.2 kind of area that's not bad no, no. i mean it was it was it wasn't real strong obviously it just <sighs> yeah. but, but you know thinking about it maybe if it had been strong that would have helped it <laughs> <laughs> because it was uh, i do think those extra ingredients uh, when i made this i made the two batches and the the first uh, the, there wasn't a lot of difference between the two what helped was aging and you had it when it was still new okay I, I, actually had a couple of friends who didn't mind it too much. And of course, back in prohibition, you know, this would have been the fucking bee's knees. Yeah. Well, I, Hey, I mean, if you can't get anything better. <laughs> That's right. It's, and it's still better than Budweiser. Yeah. I brought a bottle home. I tried a bottle at your house and then I brought a bottle home and I let some other people try it. <laughs> <laughs> what did they think? <laughs> well, you know, Jody, that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> it was, they were nicer about it than I was. <laughs> Things you say when you don't want to be rude for 200, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my friends in Morgantown when I lived there, that's where I made this. Uh, after it aged for a while, it actually got sort of a cidery. It's almost like a cider flavor. That would have been really good. So, well, it would have been better, and it was better, but I can't. Well, say yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give, okay. That's probably a more accurate way to say it. It would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's what I has on 
the Slavin Prohibition beer, and the regaling of stories of Capone times in Chicago. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, my nope. person of interest? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Meaning I'm pretty sure you're guilty of something. I'm just not sure why yet. <laughs> All right then, but if you have nothings, I... I got, I got some nothings. Aw, poor Jody. He has nothings. You should probably get that looked at. That's somebody else's job. Or this devolves anymore. <laughs> yes. So on that note, basically a small note of raisins. <laughs> I'm glad you did that because I was trying to come up with one. <laughs> we shall let you go. Until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Although, <laughs> then you need to drink more beer. Yes. Um, oh, tangent. I'm going to take a drink of moonshine while you finish that thought. Sorry. <laughs> well, you got me, O'Reilly. Hello, moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> one of my meetings last week, somebody had to plug their computer in. One of our older people, which means I'm my age or a little younger. <laughs> so, <laughs> not yet, not kidding. One of the younger people on my project she was going to plug it in for this person so she's under mm -hmm. the table trying to plug it in a couple of people are saying well i think you have to use that one and i go oh no no that one doesn't work anymore you actually come out to come over here and crawl underneath this table over here and everybody starts looking at me emily who we talked about actually knows me well enough it took her about five or ten seconds but then she goes no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> and bruce one of the new guys he looks at me and goes i completely thought you're serious you said that without any hesitation or any hint of a lie. I don't know if I want to sit by you anymore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that went down the wrong way. <laughs> Ooh, that burned my nose. And you know that's got to be a lot if it burns my nose. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, I started to cough. I thought you said it was just a dram. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not enough liquid to burn your nose if it's a tram. <laughs>